Let's think about this for a sec, Ted. Why would somebody put a guarantee on a box? Hmm, very interesting. Go on, I'm listening. Here's the way I see it, Ted. Guy puts a fancy guarantee in a box because he wants you to feel all warm and toasty inside. Yeah, makes a man feel good. Of course it does. Why shouldn't it? You figure you put that little box under your pillow at night, the guarantee fairy might come by and leave a quarter. Am I right, Ted? <laughs> What's your point? The point is, how do you know the fairy isn't a crazy glue sniffer? Building model airplanes, says the little fairy. Well, we're not buying it. He sneaks into your house once, that's all it takes. Next thing you know, there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. But why do they put a guarantee on the box, then? Because they know all they sold you was a guaranteed piece of shit. That's all it is, isn't it? Hey, if you want me to take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed, I will. I got spare time. But for now, for your customer's sake, for your daughter's sake, you might want to think about buying a quality product from me. Welcome back to the Nuts and Bolts podcast. Today's guest, Britton Bowker. What up, B? How's it going, gentlemen? What's happening, man? Hey. Oh, not much. Just sitting here drinking a beer, enjoying good company. How about y'all? Me too. Speaking of, I need to mean. Yeah, I'm enjoying the beer, that's for sure. Yeah, good company. That's kind of a eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jason's all right, you know, but fuck oh. the rest of you guys. Hey, See fuck you too, is. buddy. You know, flying helicopter, son of a gun. Actually, flying helis more than anyone else on here. He <laughs> is. He is a heli champion, actually. What did we make it? About 35 seconds that time? Already into the. Oh, explicit. gosh. You called me out again. <laughs> Dang it! It was really fucked it up. It's all right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what it is. Not my problem. There you go. Either it will or it won't. Right? Maybe. Oh, you're fucked up. Maybe. Hey, I just noticed something. I'm sitting here jacking around with the this Fataba radio, and I see a. Uh, a menu option for snap roll, man. You guys are cheating. You got like a just a snap roll programmed on the switch or something. No wonder you guys talk about uh, this crap. I, I I fly. You can't do that a kind whole, of stuff. It's a whole lot easier just to move the sticks. Also, he's talking about a JR radio, not a Fataba, but no, it's actually a Fataba, a T sixteen SZ Clay, Mister oh. Correcto. Oh, well, let's correct. And, and no, about. no, it's Everyone... fine. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> What was it? Three minutes ago, you were talking about your T14. Yeah, but now I'm playing with the J or with the uh, Fataba. Okay, well, because the T14 has a snap roll mix too. So does it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't figure that one out. It's not touchscreen. Does yeah. it make you all feel any worse if I don't even remember what kind of radio I have? It's just a Futaba. I, I mean, it makes us question your memory. Nah, gets to know <laughs> me a little better. Well, what do we want to start with here? Uh, anybody done anything interesting last week? Uh, Man. Go ahead, Casey. No, you go. I was going to say I whacked a Gowie X3 on the second day I had it flying. <laughs> so I found the uh, the limit of the 4S. Let's put it that way. So Yeah, that <laughs> runs out of battery pretty fast, bro. No, it didn't die. It was early in the flight. Um, if you with the twelve degrees of pitch that we set up, if you over pitch it, it would uh, the tail would wash out. So 
I nearly whacked it one time because I overpitched it inverted and the tail washed out, but I was up plenty high and I caught it and saved it. The next time I was trying to learn to do candlesticks with it down low. And yeah, I messed up, dumb thumbed it, whacked it right into the runway. But the good, be- the beautiful part of being an X3, super light. So I broke, uh, see, main blades, main gear, and two servo arms. So it's not that bad. I can't remember a time when I didn't whack it harder than that. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not that bad. Hey, a, speaking of which, I'm going to go ahead and plug anythinghilly.com. If you uh, haven't got your uh, arms for that Gowie X3 that are breakaway arms, you should. Uh, these were just plastic servo arms. I don't know if they're considered breakaway or not, but they broke, so they didn't strip the servo. So good news. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I bought a lot of sets of those from Dave over there at Anything Heli. Yeah, Dave is badass. He's a good dude, man. When I was first getting back into helis, like, no kidding, that dude sat on the phone with me for probably two hours one night talking about all kinds of electronics, like going through Castle Speed Controls and what settings he uses and what motors he was using and what gearing he was using and how to calculate all of it. I mean, just sat there on the phone with me going through all of it one night. I mean, it was like 10 o'clock one night. He's like, dude, just call me. And it was awesome. Absolutely. Not only is he a uh, retail store online, but he's also somebody that's wants helicopter flying and model aircraft in general to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. But yeah, um, I think it's Seacraft that makes those breakaway arms that uh, that he stocks that are really good for that. Ellie, I don't know if you've ordered parts for that yet, Clay, but... Yeah. No, uh, actually, so I in- inherited a box of parts and I haven't even looked to see if the parts are in there because it was pretty late on Sunday. And dude, I've been busier than a cat covering up shit at work all week. So I haven't even took time to mess with it. What, um, are you running the belt driven tail or are you running torque tube? Belt. Gotcha. They make a speed up gear if you're running less than like 3,200, 3,400 head speed on that stupid thing. So th- I think that's probably the it problem. Yeah. Um, it's definitely so the problem. It's running really low head speed. And that is attributed to the fact that neither Matt or I had uh, the hobby wing programmer. So we were just stuck with what it was. Uh, yeah. I think the pinion needs to go up in that too. When you order parts, I would order a 13 tooth pinion for that. Yeah. It's got an 11 tooth on it right now. Yeah. That'll fix it. Um, is that or start using success pack? Yeah, I'd have to order those too. So, anyway, not saying it won't the happen, Gowie... but it might happen. We'll see. <laughs> the uh, the biggest problem with the Gowie is um, like you got two or three, maybe one if it's still in production options for 6S packs, and they're all tiny as hell, just because there's not enough space down there. And I mean, who wants to run a 30C pack that's itsy bitsy and puffs every time you overamp it just a bit? But yeah. if you get the kit for the, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they provide a uh, more of the Align 450 style frame setup where you could run a much larger 6S pack if you're uh, willing to go bigger hilly, bigger blades. Because you can run, I think it's 400 or 420 on that thing tops. 
you'd have to correct me because it's been a while since I researched it. But I got one hanging on the wall out there next to the 600. So the only reason I have this X3 is that it would have nothing in it. It's basically a free helicopter. So I'm just going to do with what I got. And then when I'm done, eh, it's done. Not a big deal. Uh, I was going to look at if I do get batteries. Honestly, I'm probably going to look at CNHLs just because they're cheap. That's what I use in mine. Yeah. 4S 2200s. I just had to gear it up to get the head speed. And I've got a bunch of 4S 2200s, or at least two or three. I've got enough, put it that way. And so that's what I was hoping to run it on. I might run to 6S, but I'll have to find something that fits. And uh, quite frankly, I was just going to look at CNHL and see what offerings they had and go from there. But I don't want to sink a bunch of money into it. So Something that I do know that fits regarding 6S packs is the Pulse 1200 or Pulse 1250. I'm pretty sure Dave has it on anythinghilly.com. That or Hilly Direct. So I think I have a stack of those too. Problem is, is they're not cheap either. Yeah. I'd rather save up my money and fly a six or 700 to tell you the honest to God truth. Everything's just so damn small and finicky on the 450 class. Yep. Like under 500, man, I'm out. So Matt told me about these candlesticks. And I got my nitroxy out and actually was picking it up fairly quickly with the nitroxy. And then I tried it with the Gowie and it just doesn't have the mass to carry it through. So that's what actually got me in a bind is I was somewhat comfortable with how the nitroxy was flowing. You know, it's just, it has the inertia and it just has the energy to carry it through the maneuver. And I could do it relatively smooth and it looked good. And uh, then I'm trying it with the X3 a little bit lower to the ground. And it just doesn't have that. Like it has, it's so light. Like, uh, you know, Matt and me were talking about how he said that the goblins fly a little heavier than the oxys. Well, the, the X3 is even lighter. It's just so responsive and so lightweight. But there's a trade-off there, right? It's just like an airplane. Like there's times that a heavier flying airplane has some benefit, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Where a 600 or 700, like when you stop a TikTok, it'll sit there for a second because inertia has got to quit before it'll actually stop, start falling. Whereas an X3, it's pretty well immediate. So that, that hang time that you're talking about, it's one of my favorite things about the nitroxy with doing those uh, candlesticks is like you, you pull the nose up and you get the pitch at zero and it just seems to just sit there motionless. It's just a moment, but it just looks awesome. It's just hanging there and then it'll slowly start drifting back the other way. So pretty awesome. Uh, I'm really liking the nitroxy. Uh, I'll be honest. That's probably my favorite heli thus far. Fuck, I just need to pay for a 600 and I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's hanging on my wall. <laughs> Still not fixed. Uh, no, just hanging. No, oh, it's just hanging. You're getting that, uh, is it a T-Rex? Yeah, it's a T-Rex 600. Yeah, that and the box full of parts. <sighs> Dude. Man, a fly barless. I'm glad that there's somebody yeah. out there that likes the lines. <laughs> you know the only reason i really want that is because it has so much in common with the thing i already have 
Because uh, they're basically brother and sister hillies. Makes sense. So you already got a ton of parts and familiar with it and all that. Like the drive line is exactly the same, except on, the tip. On I, what? The 600 to 600 ESP. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if mine was the later version of the 600 ESP, the frames would be nearly identical. But I have the 47 millimeter frame rather than the 52. Okay. Your Nitro has the 52 millimeter frames. Okay. Yeah. So did we lose Casey and Jason? No. Well, we started talking about helicopters and no, they're Casey hot, they're, has they're a JR radio in his hand. Yeah. They're, right. They're, they're all hiding. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, hey, you say lost... hi to Carrie Howard for me, Casey. <laughs> hey, I will. <laughs> Wow. Carrie's my, Carrie's my boy, man. Shots fired, bro. <laughs> That's fine. No, How do you like that, Carrie? <laughs> We're finally even, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I, I made a pretty, uh, I, I definitely fired some shots at him today. I haven't heard from him yet. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I, do, I don't know. How... I just read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes, I guess. And let that let that mature a little bit, let it marinate, see how yeah. it goes. Give them a reason to come down to the field, either kick our ass seven ways from Sunday or to fly model aircraft. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, what you do this week in uh, model aviation, Matt? Uh let's see. What did I work on? I worked on a heli, actually, uh, my Gowie NX4, and got it back going and uh, running. I'm still tuning on the motor a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's fairly new, so I thought it was running pretty good from the video. It it well, it idles really good, and as soon as it gets over the mid hump, it was all right. But the the fuel air mixture, like that little OS37, it only has a fuel air mixture screw and then a high needle. And so it's a little bit different to tune on, um, but the transition so, was just like. So you mean like flooded. a bleed air screw, or uh, uh, not a bleed air? Uh, well, Jason it has probably... an idle screw. Yeah, and then it has a bleed air screw, which is like a mid range on the yeah, ACL like a, cars. I was gonna say it's like a mid range um, fueler mix, and it uh, was way rich um, yeah. when I ran that like. It wouldn't transition unless I moved really slow, so it was uh, it was loading up pretty good. So I was still tuning on it a little, but uh, it's about ready to go. Um, well, then go maybe ahead. I'm getting this backwards, uh, and I may not have the right terminology, but it seems like uh, some of the little glow motors, which that is a 32, so that makes sense. But it's 37, but yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that some of those, I was thinking they called it a bleed air, where basically it works backwards. Instead of it controlling the fuel, it's controlling the air. And so when you open it, you're leaning it. And when you're closing it, you're richening it. Is that the case? Somewhat. Basically, what it is, is it's taking the spray bar and moving it in and out. Yeah. And it's changing when the carburetor opens versus when that needle hits open air. Okay. So the further you push it in, the leaner it's going to get. And the further you pull it out, the richer it's going to get. 
but it just works a little bit backwards versus other things. I may have it wrong, but I've got it right it's here. been a while since I've pulled that up. Yeah, it's uh, this mixture control valve. Yeah. Dude, I run an OS50 with one needle on the Gowie NX4, yeah. so that's I what's mean, that's what's in yeah. that T-Rex 600 too. And I locked it. It ran really good. It was easy to tune. Yeah. Nah, three and a half clicks out. Maybe two more, two <laughs> more clicks, and then it's like, eh, that's about right. It'll run. Right. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Definitely liking this. Uh... OS 55 HZR that I've got. Yeah, that's what's in my Nitroxy too. I haven't even fired it off. I bought that one used. It's still sitting in the box. Well, yeah, still sitting in pieces. I need to put the tail together and get it going too. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Is that the one with the regulator on it? Yes. I haven't tuned on one of those with the regulator on it, but they seem like they're real easy to uh, deal with as long as you don't have an air leak. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you don't have leaks, it's not too bad. Uh, that's been my experience too. So, but I did that. I have, huh, I actually bought a gas version of uh, an NX4 almost a year ago. It's been still sitting in the box. Um, I went to take it out the other day, and it's a, it's a mess. Um, person I got it from, I'm not. I'm not real sure if they built it or what, but uh, everything's kind of thrown together. The wiring's all needs to be gone through. I mean, the whole thing kind of needs to be gone through. Um, it was a lot worse off than I remember. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but uh, it'll probably be leaving. Um, it has that little 10cc gas motor in it. And, uh, and then what else did I work on? I think that's it. I think that's the only thing I've done in the last week. But uh, anyway. Went out and braved the... Well, what was it that you were working on? Uh, oh, yeah, you had hell with that uh, fly barless with the bad solder joints. Oh, man, yeah. See, that was off of that NX4, so it had an Icon 2 on it. And um, I got to working on stuff and and um, adjusting wiring and was going to, like, hot glue it in. And I touched the cable that leads the S bus cable leading to the receiver. And all of a sudden it quit responding and it picked back up, but it never lost power. So I started looking through and after chasing it forever and swapping out uh, the servo lead and um, checking everything in the receiver and all that, I finally tore the, the fly barless apart, took the board out. And icons and brains kind of, they have a history of having an issue of a solder joint on the signal wire. Um, because your power and ground are all kind of run together, your signals are individual. And the way that they're wired in, they'll flex a little bit on the board and they'll crack. And so you put a little pressure on it one way, it would connect. Put pressure on it the other way, it would disconnect. And it was just a, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily a cold solder joint. It's just uh, a weak one. So I had to go through and uh, break out the fine tip on a soldering iron and uh, reflow all that to uh, make make sure they were connected. And there were a couple other ones that looked pretty bad. So I just went ahead and did all of them while I was there. 
uh, and got it back to going. But that that ultimately fixed the problem. But it took two hours of chasing it to find out what it was. That was frustrating. But, yeah, uh, it kind of killed the day of flying there. It did. It completely ruined my. I had every intention of having that at the field flying, and I think uh, Bill was out there for a couple hours, but I don't know if he ended up by himself or whether anybody showed up. I think uh, Dusty was out there with him, but. Um, I didn't get to go fly at all. It's like the one decent day we've had lately. And, uh, yeah, that pissed me off, but, uh, yeah. I was, I was happy that I finally got it fixed that I was able to find out what it was, but, uh, that was really, really frustrating. So, but yeah, anyway, what'd you do, Clay? Anything? Well, I already went through mine. You flew your butt on, out, uh, didn't you? Well, none, not a lot. I flew a little bit and but, into uh, the runway. I, I really want to hear about what Jason's working on. Jason, he was late. He's not allowed to talk. Well, he keeps actually, hang, he keeps hanging up anyway. Wow. Wow. Now, that I, now that I think <laughs> about it, actually, Jason may not want to talk about what he's working on because I remember it was still kind of secret squirrel type stuff last weekend. I'm not sure. No, so, last weekend it was secret because I didn't have the bird in hand. Yeah. <laughs> If it is will. now in hand. <laughs> oh, uh, well in hand. Yeah. 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 Man, I was looking well, at the picture you had of that standing up on the side, like looking at the bottom section of it. Dude. It looks like a B1. <laughs> That's all I could think. Uh, I was like, little... I said, I need to send that to Greg. <laughs> all I could think was like, look at that tiny little motor. It's so yep. cute. <laughs> it uh, does look tiny when you're looking at the bottom of it. Yeah, but, it um, does. It's uh so I bought a, it's already built, but it's a, uh, I'm going to butcher his name if I try to say it, but the guy who designed it, it's Tony. His last name is N I J H U I S. And he's actually got, uh, you can still buy plans for this thing, but it's a 98 inch wingspan, uh, Vulcan bomber. Um, it's a single turbine that's right in the middle, which the Vulcan is, is the full size is actually a four engine bomber so it, the single turbine it it actually works out pretty well on this model it looks really good um, because the, the aft end of the fuselage and the center line is pretty thick anyway it works out well but yeah I, I picked that up and I've been tinkering with it it's got a jet cat um, E100 in it and uh, yeah it's it's a beast man but it's it's the same scales my B fifty two is the main reason I bought it, and it's just an interesting airplane. So uh, I've been tinkering with it, and hopefully in the next week or two I'll get a test flight on it. So I'm excited about it. It's been flown before. So. Yeah, I'm actually super excited about it. And one of the things that stood out to me was the the scale bogey wheeled uh, main landing gear. Yeah. So I thought that was like, that's pretty cool that they didn't, uh, you know, th to me, that's always kind of one of those make or break things on a scale airplane because the landing gear is so hard to replicate. It seems like. Right. So, and it is pretty close. It's, it's pretty close. Uh, it's also got landing lights. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, oh, but it's nice. got landing lights in the wings. I've already tested them. I've got them hooked up. That'll be cool. And there he just dumped, dumped off again. Oh, Jason got yep. disconnected. Yeah. I don't know. He's that out sucks. in the shop. Loses internet. I don't know what happens there. Yeah, it's weird. 
So, Casey, what are you working on? Oh, nothing, man. I ain't done anything. You ain't started on that uh, Swift? Well, I started by getting all the pieces here, and they all arrived last Friday. Nice. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't get a chance to do anything over the weekend, and this week's kind of been busy. So I haven't really get got to get started on it. I plan on I got to work Saturday, but Sunday I plan on spending some time with it if I don't catch a little time this week after work. Hell but yeah, I'm, I'm jacked. I'm pumped up about it. It's oh, like, I can tell. It's one of my only builds that I actually bought all the parts and pieces just like I wanted. Usually I cheap out, you know. This time I didn't. So it ought to be interesting. No, dude, I'm I'm actually really excited about it for that reason right there. Uh, the fact that, that you're going all in on this one and you're super excited yeah. makes it yeah. exciting for oh, us yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that thing. And, man, it also kind of makes me a little hesitant, too, because it's it's way nice, you know? And I'm like, ah, scared to kind of jump in there and start. Once I get started, I'll be over that. But you know what I'm saying? You guys have had that plane before or that project that you're working on that, uh, you know, you're kind of – you're looking at it going, man, I just really want to jump in there. But it's like, ah, you know, I, I spent a lot of time – you know, if I'm not working on it, I've been looking up lots of different ways to – to do things uh, that people do on these gliders. And I've learned a lot, you know, I look, I look at all of it and figure out what I don't want to do, you know, which makes me kind of decide what I do want to do. And it's, man, it's been fun. It's totally been a fun project and I hadn't even really started yet. I just like researching all the parts and pieces and stuff. That's, that's as much of the hobby is, is building and flying to me. I enjoy that part of it. Yep. I know a few guys that the excitement was waiting on the new airplane to get there. And right. rounding up all the parts and putting it together. Yep. And then and then once it flew, it's like, eh, eh, okay. Yeah, this one's not going to be like that. It's so, man, it's going to work for a lot of different things I want to do, man. Glider toe is going to be way cool. Where's that cub at, Clay? We got to get that going. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, as bad as it sounds, it's the fact that I need to spend a, a little chunk on some covering. Right. And, uh, I just haven't spent that chunk yet. So yeah, that's a, that's a big pull on some, some plastic or some yeah. fabric, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the hold up right now is, uh, and, and I need to be out there stripping it down, but hey, this is the busiest time of the year for my work. And, uh, quite frankly, I'm trying to focus on it as much as I can so that I can be done with all my annual inspections by the time uh, event season rolls around and that I can actually take off and go to some events. And I'm at, at this point, it's like if the cub doesn't get done until this winter, eh, it is what it is. So. I just want to say it's Matt's fault. What? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, do I think it's I just the default value. Dude, it's kind of rude what to did, leave in the middle of telling your story, though. What did you do to kick me out, Matt? I don't know. You want to see me do it again? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Remove. It's oh. messed up, take- man. He so, said, like, "I don't have to take this." So we was a. Uh, it used to be hashtag Mark's fault. So we're bringing it back, but it's this time we'll redo. 
Hashtag Matt's fault. There's a remove right there. Put in the waiting room. Oh, that's even better. Put them wow. in pergola. <laughs> or not pergola. Uh, purgatory. Purgatory. Purgatory, yeah. I don't know yeah, where put I him in the pergola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, put him in the I don't want him on my back porch, man. Come on. Uh, dude, listen, it's been a long day. Pergola. <laughs> <laughs> man, I thought we were going to talk about model aircraft, but now we're talking about sticking him in a box. Jeez. <laughs> you're you're going to throw him oh, into man. a Cura box over here? Is that I what's going to. on? Yeah, you're right. I was That's trying to see game. what. What version of Cura I was running while y'all were talking? Sorry. Okay. All right. I'd say what we blame Matt for is taking Clay over to the dark side with these damn helicopters. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you fa- you facilitated, brother. You know you did. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Matt has actually helped me. Without Matt, I would definitely not be very <laughs> successful at this. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Blame me. Well, in all reality, so Matt, we were talking about this the other day. We were at Wichita Falls. Uh, we did the maiden fly on the X3. And I got I brought it up like a couple of years ago, maybe more. Uh, Bill and Matt got into flying helis. And, they, you know, Bill's like, oh, dude, you got to fly helis with us. You got to fly helis with us. And I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know, man. And I just didn't really get into it. Well, then Matt gets out of flying helis as back flying airplanes. And then, then I decided to get into helis, but the only person that can help me really is Matt. So I'm like, Hey, <laughs> can you help me set this up? And that's just kind of how it worked out. And so I'm dragging him back again. Uh, I was going to say, I get to see him watching that fly that uh, nitrox scene. It reminds me how much I enjoyed flying that T-Rex 600 nitro. And until I stuck it in the dirt and, I was like, man, now I got to get a nitro going because I don't know. They really are. Uh, they're more enjoyable to me, too. Uh, I really like my nitros. So I've got three or four that I'm going to be working on here in the next couple of weeks to get finished and up in there. So, yeah, well, that's what I loved about my NX4 till it spent more time on the bench than in the air. Ugh. I have another one. You want one? No. Okay. I have one with a gas motor. You want that one? No. You're not working with me very well here, man. I want 600 in. So speaking of gas <laughs> helis, I sent this to Matt, but I don't know if I told anybody else about it. I found a conversion kit, and I don't remember what frame it was for, but it had a DLE 60 twin mm-hmm. in this helicopter. Dude. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. I remember seeing the video for it, but I Dude. think it's uh black mods or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was blackout mods, but it was a I feel like it was a conversion for something else though still. Um No, it yeah. was definitely a conversion for like a T Rex seven hundred or something like that. I was but... gonna say I couldn't remember yeah. if it was a seven hundred or an eight hundred class. It was big. It was a seven hundred if I remember right. Uh, go to blackoutmods.com, uh, I think, Matt. is the I think that's the name of it. Well, you know, you call it a T-Rex 700, but literally the only thing that is T-Rex 700 on that stupid thing is from the boombox back 
Yeah. And from the swashplate up. up. Yeah, I was going to say so the head and the tail. That's it. <laughs> so it's hardly a T Rex 700 anymore. It's just a borrowed aligned parts. Right. But the DLE 60 will put out so much freaking power on that thing that it might as well be an 800 at that point or a 766 <laughs> at least. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has actually successfully made one of those home built, but um, I don't know how far they've gone with it. But blackout mods—that's a really good place to go if you want extreme, like uh, not manufacturer quality, but prototype quality stuff. Gotcha. Huh. That so, guy is extremely enthusiastic about what he does. Yeah. Yeah, and I found this through uh, Neil Bansell. He was uh, he's having me make some cups, and uh, this is one of them. Was a uh, blackout mods was one of the things I needed to make, and so I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So I'm trying to find logos and whatnot, and end up on their website, and I'm like, holy cow! Like this is wild. Carbon so, fiber work looks good. Yeah, they do some good work. I can tell you that. Not cheap, but they're, that's good stuff. See, and for whatever reason, I really like the turban. I don't know why. <laughs> just think it's cool. I like the yeah. smell of diesel and jet fuel, I guess. I don't know. I have to have that this Jason, Jason Hill cool. money. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> start, you start adding gearboxes, man. They go up exponentially. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> so, Matt, you're navigating here, but go to... It's under products. I thought it was under a line, but I'm not seeing it. Um, it's 750 bucks. That's that's not including the turbine. That's just the emergency kit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just the frame sides and the... Yep. I just posted the link to the conversion kit in chat, so you'll be able to look at it. It's on their blog because it never really came to fruition. I okay. mean, if he really wanted to get it done, I'm sure he could. There it is. But, nah. I'm saying yeah. I just saw a video for it. I didn't even look at who made it. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. Keep going so that the other guys can see the picture. And you guys need to go check this out if you're interested in helis at all, just because it's just nuts. Yeah, it's a G700XZ boxer conversion. Yeah, this is actually more pictures than I saw the first time. <laughs> I didn't even see all these. This is cool. Yeah, the yeah. problem he ran into was he couldn't start the stupid thing. Well, yeah, yeah no shit. I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard to. Hmm. Well, yeah, because he was trying to start it on the wrong side of the damn belt. <laughs> and then when he did actually get it right, he burned up that little um, decoupler that was uh, between the um, between the hilly engine and the hilly drive line so probably hmm. this the little red piece that's in the middle yeah the plastic coupler that oh, okay couples the crank to the belts and everything yeah last okay. he said he was not giving up but i feel like he gave up <laughs> dude that engine's just it's just gonna be heavy i think when did he start this because that update said september 2018 it's been a while in the making pretty cool yeah just wild absolutely 
Anyway. Speaking of uh, wild-ass helis, our buddy Renee is at Urcha, or AMA Nats right now. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, so his helicopter, he's actually competing two helis. Um, the last time I talked to him, which was Monday, he was in third place with the, the Bell 407, which won the national championship in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was sitting in third place. And uh, he, uh, I think he had some pretty stiff competition in the static judging. And then with the uh, first flight, he was in some really stiff wind and the heli got bucked around pretty bad. So he, he didn't do great on the flight. Um, he still had two more flights to go. And with that judging or with that contest, they drop one of the rounds. So you get three rounds and they drop the lowest score on okay. one of them. So I hadn't talked to him again to see how he's doing since then. Well, but it got rained pretty, out yesterday. So yeah. And, shut down everything yesterday. Right. But uh, his uh, Bell 206, which is the, I believe, quarter scale, it's the news chopper that a lot of people have seen. It was actually holding first place in team scale, and he has Nick Maxwell flying it. So Renee's the owner, and Nick is the pilot. That's how the team scale deal works. And uh, so it was in first place. And there's a YouTube video out, but I haven't went and watched it yet. Now, but, hold on a second. So Renee Gautier is currently commissioning Nick Maxwell to pilot his aircraft for him. In that's that team scale. Got? That one in the team scale, yeah. Nick was flying yeah. one of his aircraft. Yeah. The, Holy that shit. new seven chopper. Yeah. Nah, good for him. Good yeah, for it was, him. I watched the video yesterday. It was pretty cool. Well, and yeah. that's the thing with Renee, dude. He knows a lot of people, especially in the heli world. He's been buddies with Nick for a long time. So it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Uh I could see him, you know, it could be it could have been Kyle Dahl or uh, JC or Nick. I mean, it could have been any of those guys and he would have, he absolutely would have put the heli in one of their guy, one of those guys' hands. Um, I've seen him have those guys fly his helis many times. Nick Maxwell could fly a brick. No kidding. Competition. <laughs> yeah, he's like Jace, man. He, yeah, he could for sure. Yeah. Prior world champion, multiple awards, several sponsorships manufacturer backing i mean and a cool dude nonetheless yeah right yep yep so anyway jason are you back i'm here i don't know where we left off on your uh you were i don't know i know you had to rewire a bunch of the that vulcan (laughs) and we're talking about the landing gear and some other stuff Oh, right. I was feeling well, rough. I felt bad for Jason on that wiring. Deal. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so it looked pretty rough. Uh, a lot of the wiring was, uh, I think Larry called it like thermostat wire. You use on yeah. your house. Yeah. That's a pretty good description. Yeah. And it was all, it was all white. It wasn't color coded at all. It was all the, like they pulled every wire off the same roll. So, I, I and you know I plugged it up at first. I didn't look at it. I I synced the receiver to my radio or bound the receiver to my radio, and I was playing with it. And I had the right wing um, quit responding at one point, and 
it ended up being a loose connection on one of the connectors, which they were using serial connectors from a computer, like uh, like the old ones for a monitor, is what they had in oh, the wow. wings between the wings and the fuselage. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to give it a go. I was willing to give that a try because I'd never seen that before, and it seemed to be working until the servos on the right wing quit working, and then 15 minutes later they started working again after you know me playing around with the plugs and everything. And that was the point I decided I'm just taking the wiring out of it. I'm going to redo it. So I'm probably two thirds of the way through an entire rewire there right now. Um, I'm making custom servo leads for it and all that good stuff. Oh, and uh, I changed out the servos to uh, um, Savox servos because the old servos, when they spliced the wires, they cut the servo. Yeah, they didn't use the connectors at the servos. They spliced the wires to the thermostat wire about an inch away from each servo. So so there was nothing there to re- even put ends back on. Right. It, it would have been an inch, at the most, two-inch servo lead coming off of the servo. <laughs> well, so, it just doesn't give uh, you much to work with. Nah, and I had servos laying around that that were comparable to the ones that came out of there. But they were good servos. They were JR, I want to say 8411s. Um, they were decent servos. But uh, yeah, just they'd been uh, hacked up a little bit. <laughs> well, if I recall, they got painted as well. Oh, yeah. They were painted over. Yeah. Completely painted over. I had to scrape the paint off to find out what kind of servo they were. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was... That was interesting, but it's going to be a great <laughs> airplane. Airframe looks good. Uh, I like how he kind of glosses it over. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I, I've seen worse. I've definitely seen worse. So. Yeah, and then uh, you got guys like hashtag Warbird problems and just <laughs> <laughs> jeez, bunch of asshole friends. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, she'll be a good bird though. Yeah. Before it's, it's, I think it holds 100 ounces of fuel. So P100 with 100 ounces of fuel should have a pretty decent glide ratio. Should be a lot of fun. I wonder if kind of flight time you'll get out of that. 18 minute <laughs> turbine what... flights. Here we go. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I knew that was where Casey was going. <laughs> As soon as he said something, I knew that's where Casey was going. I mean, dude, we're talking like three quarts of gas, you know, or diesel. Jeez, that's going to be a little bit. <laughs> well, between the between the Vulcan and the F-18, I can probably fly for 30 minutes <laughs> easily. Thank you. Well, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, well. Now, All right, everybody, Jason's fixing to fly. It's a good time <laughs> to start charging those batteries. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and sit back and relax. Pop your feet up. Yep. You want to take a nap, now's a good time as well. 22-minute <laughs> power nap. Good times, good times. Yeah. Well, man, what's cool is I always, I usually wait for the turbine guys to fly, you know, and because everybody gets out of the air when the turbine guys fly, generally, right? So I'm ready right, on the deck waiting. Yeah, I'm ready on the deck waiting. You know, that way when he's done, I got 
I got the, I got the whole field to myself for a minute, you know? And then it just keeps on dragging out. Like, gosh, dang, how much fuel's in this thing? All of it, Casey. No, all of all it. All of right? it. Well, uh, I've got to the point with Jason's like, ah, I'm just gonna go fly. He'll be yeah. Jason's okay, he'll be over there, you know, I'll be over here, yeah. it'll be fine. And it, well, it was, was, you're right. That's how it goes. And For if anything's going to happen, you will not see it coming. Well, I've got the thrust and the airspeed to pretty much get out of anybody's way <laughs> with a prop. <laughs> right. right. I can go around them, over them, or outrun them. So. <laughs> or through them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when are we going to do a glider tow with a jet? Now, now we're talking. Now we're not going to use this one, but I'm not totally opposed to it. <laughs> He'll do it for the YouTube views. Right now, hey, if- dude. Speaking of that, I forgot. You know who we could talk into doing this? He'll absolutely oh, go for it, Michael Deloney. I Without knew, question, I he'll go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All Absolutely. we gotta do is all we gotta do is mention it to Michael Deloney and it'll be done. Yeah, Oki okay, Air Bowling right. sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oki okay, Air Bowling with a Yeah. Uh, it's a first time for everything. He needed the I fucked up award on that one. Didn't he get it? Or no, maybe there wasn't one of those there at that event. He was the reason it got debuted in the next one. <laughs> Because you needed something like that to give to the guy that fucked up the hardest. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've had the hard luck, and we've had that for a long time. But I don't remember if we did that at that event or not. The proper shit show award. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> oh yeah, that's a Casey creation right there. Man. <laughs> that actually came a little bit later, quite a bit later than uh, Michael yeah. Deloney. But yeah, proper <laughs> shit show award. Yeah, we got to thank Jason Donhockle for coining that one. Yeah, we got to thank uh, Dick Spiegel for winning the first one. <laughs> Good old Dick Spiegel. Yeah, he went full Frank, and then he didn't even know who Frank <laughs> Sylvester was. That was so funny. And Skinner's. <laughs> yeah. Does he, anyone his... want to elaborate on that one? Because I missed this. Elbow dropped on it. Yeah. Did you see uh, it, Clay? No, not fully. Uh, just in general, the whole weekend, he was kind of that mentality, though. But uh, <laughs> no, Matt, you saw it. Uh, I don't know. Casey, you may have seen it, too, huh? No, I think that was before I got down there. I know uh, Clint was the one that told me about it the most. So Yeah, no, I didn't see him put it in. Uh, what I saw was later on that night when he was running around on a Segway and then uh, with a spotlight or something running around the runway. And then about 20 minutes after that, he was laying in the middle of the runway, pointing the spotlight at stars. Yeah. Going, wee, boop, boop. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I don't, I think those were bugs. I don't even think they were stars. Uh, dude, I don't think he cared. That's what I think. No, he, he did not. So the, the full Frank moment was he had one of those, uh, E flight extra three hundreds. The uh, the old one, oh, not no, sorry, not E flight park zone. That's how old it was, right? So there's one of those little orange and white and purple park zones, anyway. And uh, 
like he goes out there and crashes it and then he goes over there and like picks it up and like slams it on the ground and then like I maybe stomped on it a little bit and then he comes back over there with the parts in his hand and he's like yeah that was my favorite airplane <laughs> and apparently Clint thought this was the funniest thing he'd ever seen so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh. Oh, damn it. I almost shot that beer out my nose. Oh, that hurt. You're, you're <laughs> welcome. So, we don't really have a list of stuff to go through this week. I feel kind of un- ill-prepared, but uh, I, do, I do get a little feedback this week. And uh, so, I told you guys about Cole Ansel last show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a message to get today. He says, uh, uh, you guys are awesome and uh, Boeing engineers suck. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Casey. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah wow. I left that in there well, just for I, you, Casey. You're I don't welcome. know if they suck. I don't know if they suck as much as they take it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking <laughs> of this though. Uh, so I got to listen to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast some more and, uh, not looking for that particular uh-huh, episode, just uh-huh. in general. I was waiting for that. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I got on one. It was a uh, Theo Vaughn, the comedian, pretty solid episode. And then I got on one that Casey would really like. And it's, uh, it's this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's the, uh, like the writer and director for this documentary about Bob Lazar in area 51. And so I listened to that and, Dude, it's some pretty crazy shit out there related to that. If you're into oh, that yeah, kind of that stuff at all. One, man. Yeah, dude, the podcast show was I mean, I guess this guy's been on Joe Rogan's show like four or five times, but this was a recent one. And uh I actually was watching the uh the documentary last night. So pretty uh Man, pretty what was really stuff. cool about that guy is he has never made a documentary or anything before and he decided Oh, no, we lost him. Are you talking? There you go. What are we doing? We lost you for a second. Yep. You lost me? Yep. yep. But you were talking Matt about the guy. You all together. Yeah, you yeah. said that God never made a documentary, and he just decided yeah, to make he, one. He, yeah, and he went hard and picked Bob Lazar. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Let's yes. go talk to this crazy dude that says he was – part of some crazy deal at area 51 trying to reverse engineer alien technology that sounds like a great first one yeah <laughs> dude it was it's interesting like i said I, absolutely we're probably losing like a lot of the listeners but i don't care i'm into <laughs> it it's cool and uh i mean dude i know casey's into it so <laughs> well i th- i find I, I just find it all a little bit interesting you know what i'm saying i don't necessarily believe it but it's but it's interesting to think about it takes my mind off of stuff you know right that guy's name was jeremy corbell yeah that's it yeah yeah that's uh, pretty wild but, stuff for sure well it's not like i just listened to alien conspiracy stuff clay it's just it's it's interesting to me I like Bigfoot and ghost shit too, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you find stuff about Boeing engineers and horses too. 
Okay, so that one here. Let me call. I'm gonna call this out. So can... Here we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Wait. No. 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 I'm we're not. No. I'm, it's all no, right. I'm not hey, tell... can we keep off the equestrian persuasion? Just this one podcast. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you which one it is, so you can go listen to. Hold it. on, I'm gonna punt him real quick. Here. Oh. Let's see, where's that remove button? Oh, man. Man, that's messed up, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm good. Go ahead, Casey. What was that thing Larry said? Who has a big dick and, and hangs up? Click. Right. Yep. Click. <laughs> No, the joke is, what has a little dick and hangs down? Uh-huh. Somebody goes, I don't know. And what has a big dick and hangs up? And then you hang up on them. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to do no, to you. I... Anyway. No I, no, I understand it. You just didn't explain it, Will. I had, I, had, I had a clay moment. I had to correct you. Oh, man. Clay's muted himself, so he can't talk smack back right now. That's perfect. Oh, he's back. No, it, it, it's liberating, isn't it, Casey? <laughs> no, it is. It actually feels great. Man, I you can't know, find, and, I, and this, I can't hang find on. this show. So Matt is busting my balls. Meanwhile, he's grammar not seeing everyone on Facebook for <laughs> months on end. Dude, so that's it's, awesome, though. It's too it makes easy. me happy every every time I see it. Uh, I think he's def- doing it for the fun of it. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I got somebody the other day. Um, it was me, motherfucker. No, I got Robert. I think I got Robert Evans too. Oh, did I get you too? Oh yeah, it's your, your. <laughs> I think your I is what belongs too. to you. So, the funny one is he gets Bill like every day, and I'm like, dude, you haven't figured out like to check your spelling yet. <laughs> <laughs> like in our group chat, he gets Bill and Greg Kenya like every day. And I'm like, geez. Is it I it's def- or it's? I don't know which. I don't do that one. <laughs> I'm too lazy to look that one up. <laughs> the the your and like two, two, and two, you know, I get those. Yeah, but it's is easy. That's like it is or like it's it possessive. Is. And there, I, I do there quite a bit too. But anyway. It's. With an apostrophe, it belongs to it. I I only do those corrections in select groups of people. <laughs> so that helps you any. All right, so I finally found this podcast. Oh, it shit. is uh, it is with the guy. No, no, I'm just saying go go listen to it so you get the context of where that came from. Uh, the guy, the guest that's on the show is Rich Rebuilds. He's a mechanic dude that got known for doing YouTube videos, um, re, you know, resurrecting Teslas. Mm-hmm. Because fuck you, Elon Musk. That's why. Uh, pretty much, man. I mean, he can't even order stuff from Tesla because they're like, no, you're not an authorized repair center and stuff. So, it, But he goes and buys them at Auto Salvage and makes some cool stuff. Huh. Yeah, listen to that episode. You got to be about, I don't know, an hour or so in and it starts getting weird, man. Real weird, real fast. Yeah, the cool thing about Richard Builds is... um when he starts getting into VIN coded parts and whatnot and how to uh, remove the uh, MEM or ROM from a certain control module and stuff like that. My Mercedes Benz background 
based on what I've dealt with with drive authorization stuff. Yeah, that somewhat interested me. I think the renegade for life kind of thing um, kind of interested me with him more. Right. He's just a cool dude, man. He's he's a very very cool dude. <laughs> but, but, he, but he talked about some really weird stuff, man. Uh, hey, are we going to talk about model aircraft? <laughs> this yeah, segue dude. brought to you by Casey's <laughs> Glider Minute. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, you know what? That's this is actually a good time to do that. Uh, Casey, you're interrupting, would you give us that in, glider you're, minute? You're, you're interrupting my glider minute. Please don't involve any Boeing engineers or horses. Thank you. <laughs> Dude. So on this week's glider minute, I just noticed this. This uh this Swift I've got is all logoed up in I believe it's uh Jep Jepson. And it happens to be a Boeing company. I've got a horse humping plane. This has been Casey's glider minute. <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, Brenton. What are you doing next Wednesday at about 7 o'clock? Next Wednesday at about 7 o'clock. Yeah, we're going to need a replacement. All right. Sounds like I'm going to yeah. be here. I'm going to have to change the tail number to D's nuts. <laughs> Swing a dick, y'all. Yeah. Look out. I'm going to do that. It's already, got a, it's already got a D on it. I just got to take off a couple of things. Yep, German nuts. Tail number. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I gotta uh, figure out the German. Uh, that's it. I'm gonna figure out the German word for nuts. Hold, please. Uh, I think this is this is a scrap pile, not nuts and bolts. What happened? <laughs> no kidding. No, that we always used to come in with "Welcome back to these nuts." Remember? <laughs> I come remember on, that. Em- em- he, embrace the nostalgia. Wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> yep, yeah, I tied Schwan it all back in, man. Aya. Hold on, there's That's 43 a... pronunciations of nut in German. Uh, well, here, <laughs> I just went with the easy one for uh, dick and balls. That's Schwanz und Eier. That's too much. <laughs> in that one. I don't know how to say Noose. it. Noose. <laughs> say it like you're you... angry. Some German how listener you... is going to call in yeah. or... Correct us. You gotta say everything like you're angry if you're speaking German. Noose. <laughs> well, we had a guy that was a fan of the scrap pile that was in Germany. Uh, he was an American oh. living in Germany. Yeah. Yep. Old Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he still listens or not. I hadn't seen any posts from him lately, but yeah, well, I, I bet see, he could correct yeah. us. Yeah, I see people listening to the scrap pile in Germany. I, I don't really look at the analytics on this one like this much. I, I don't either, don't honestly. Let's just see. <laughs> Technology. You know. Technology is great. Hmm. Episode analytics. Let's see. Where's our user analytics? We can find out real quick. Somebody sing the Jeopardy song while I look it up. I guarantee you that the, uh, uh, what is it, the retention rate? Went to hell right around whenever Casey talked about the Boeing engineer last week. Uh, I don't know if I have enough lessons. I'll check here in a second. So, Germany, we're at 2%. So, we have two. Yeah, we have 
Yeah, two percent. That means we that would be four to eight people, I'm guessing. Uh, wow. I don't know. We got like a hundred and ninety I don't know, I'll have to go look. Individual people. Yeah. Listen the to UK, the man, we got we got three percent in the UK. <laughs> Plus one, yep. don't forget Rod. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the three. Damn it. Oh yeah, look at that. An hour also, and look at this, an hour twenty six, which is like two minutes before the horse story. People are like, Nope, click. <laughs> <laughs> and then like people are spending twenty minutes going, What the hell did I just listen to? And they're hanging up. No, uh-huh. no, they no, they stopped to go find that Joe Rogan podcast. It's what they did. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's funny though. You might not be wrong. I'm looking at it too. That's weird. 184. Yeah. Something tells me like the individual people. How many individual people? Dude, I didn't even look at the title. Horses, hillies, and gliders. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I wasn't thanking you, motherfucker. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. (laughs) No, I was fine. Some of the older older episodes are getting some hits, though. So that's cool. But anyway. Dude, if I laugh oh. hard enough at work for everybody to look at me like, man, what the hell's going on with that guy? Then it's a dude. good show. Yeah, they did. I walked by and this guy says, dude, did you hear the one about the Boeing engineer? I'm like, oh, God. It's <laughs> funny. Anyway. Yeah, All right. What was it I said to Casey? Hey, what's two foot long? Long has two balls, and you put in your mouth oh. something of that nature. He couldn't take it. He walked away. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. I'm no. This is all bad. Let me bring this, this back bad. to the rails. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Listen, say we just is... lost our one percent female listenership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there are yeah, no th- rails, Clay. I know it's an Australian road train, and I get it. But yeah, let's bring her back to an American road train. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know what's funny about this is I was just talking to someone like, yeah, this one's a little bit easier to keep on the rails. That's nah, not. No. Until this week. Yeah. Been all over the place this week. Yeah, dude, this has been rough. Well, we don't have a list of stuff to go through. That usually kind of helps us keep track. No, because uh, I didn't have anything for this week. I hadn't I seen either. much. I just haven't had time, man. I've been overworked <sighs> dude, and underpaid. Was I was I supposed to make the list? No, it's kind of okay, a okay. collective effort. But all right, I, I got something I want to bring up. Go for it. Um, I bought the telemetry module or telemetry adapter for that P100, the JetCat P100, um, for Spectrum. The Spectrum from Horizon, it's like thirty-five bucks, which I'm not complaining about. It's fine, but I found it on eBay for fifteen. I bought it yesterday. The same part for King Tech, which I love my King Tech turbine. Don't get me wrong, but the same part for King Tech was around seventy or seventy-five dollars. What three years ago? Why? <laughs> they do the same thing. <laughs> Who knows? All man. it does is all it does is turn the data into something that can be transmitted to the transmitter. <laughs> so the only thing, my only holdup with that is. Uh, my buddy got burned by some counterfeit spectrum stuff from eBay. 
So I've always uh, yeah, kind of been leery that. about that. Um, that's just been my personal experience. Yeah. I never had any, but I also never bought any from eBay. So I always bought I know that they've with. had. I know they've had counterfeit receivers on there before. Mm-hmm. I, I have heard of that for sure. Yeah, and that's uh, what my buddy is, uh, Greg Harper, and uh, he bought a. I think it was an AR eight thousand. It's been a lot of years back, of course, but um, come in and it was dead on arrival and he sent it to Horizon and they wouldn't warranty it. They wouldn't fix it because they said it was counterfeit. And the way they identified it, if I recall, was by the type of screws that were used were different. Other than that, you couldn't tell. Wow. Yep. Pretty good fake. Yeah. So well, Casey, man, speaking of yeah, speaking of sticker shock, I got one for you. So this glider, um, looking at probably nine channels the way I want to set it up, and I'm trying to decide what radio to put it on. And I'm looking at receivers like uh, the Vataba, What is this? Uh, the R seven zero one four five Bravo is a fourteen channel. That sucker is two hundred and twenty nine dollars. In my old Tyrannus days, man, you just buy two uh, X8Rs, man. <laughs> and I got 16 channels. It's about 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to find you a good deal on a couple 7,008s. Do exactly what you would have done with your Tyrannus. You'll still be in it a little bit more expensive, but it'd be cheaper than that 7014. I mean, this one says high voltage. I guess are they all high voltage? Yeah. Okay. Which one did you say? Seven thousand eights. You won't get it. It won't be cheaper if you buy it brand new from Fataba. But um, Matt and I acquired quite a number of receivers. So yeah, more than well, a man. I mean, but I mean, is that uh, is that what I want to do? See, two of those are one sixty nine a piece, or I mean, they're one hundred seventy a piece. So that would be. So you're you're talking uh, about your glider, and how many channels do you need? Uh, nine for everything at minimum. Couldn't you just do a seven thousand eight and a seven thousand three? No, you can't mix them together. Or I don't Can think it's not? recommended to do that. I thought you and could if you both run them both on fastest. Maybe not, but uh, it'll probably link. But it's not recommended, if I recall. And then also too, you have to look at what, uh, like what modes. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a mode that you could make any of the ports on a 7,003, like channel nine. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't think that that would work. Mm. Mm. Well, you can make it one through three and skip. Yeah. Anyway, I know where a bunch of 7,008s are sitting too. So yeah, I know a guy. Right. Yeah, but uh, man, they're are they used? Does that That's matter? all we've been using. <laughs> uh, I've not man. had a new one yet. Uh, I tell you, I've had two new ones ever. You know, for, a, for a hobo, you're getting, out me. You're, for a hobo, you're getting kind of picky. Yeah, well, I, know, I, was <laughs> I haven't really cheaped out on anything on this thing though. Well, then buy seven seven thousand fourteen. Yeah. By seventy fourteen, call it a day. Go big or go home. Yep. Yeah. Do it right. 
I think you're right. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. Or I'm using a twelve or a twelve channel power safe I bought from there you Clay go. and this walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what you need to do is swap it all out with Futaba Espas servos, put them all through Espas, run dual receivers, so you have redundancy. I'll give you a link to the power box that you need. Run a DLPH1 in it. Call it a day. Dude, that sounds like more money than I got in the plane, bro. Oh, oh, it would be. <laughs> it would be. Jeez. Well, the DLPH1, you wouldn't even have to change out the servos. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm dude, sti- the, the DLPH, that's way overkill for that, too. Come on, you're not working with me here. Play with a story, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep him into some redundancy on the receivers, but anyway. Yeah. 70-14, man. Guy. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I could sell my Fataba radio and go buy another one of these. But, but it's still <laughs> an FR Sky. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Damn radio snobs, man. Brent, you need to talk to this guy. <laughs> Try and talk some sense into him. I mean, I don't, I don't remember what radio you use, but still. It's a Pataba. <laughs> <laughs> so what all it's... do you like to fly, Brenton? We should, you know, we should probably interview our guest. Yeah. Since we have yes. Well, that was Casey's <laughs> deal because it's his week. And oh, yeah, it's kind of. I'm sorry. Like, this is your part, Casey. So Casey's oh. glider minute is over. And we're going to move into the Brenton part of it. But it's I your guest, Casey. That... I'm sorry. I was just asking a technical question. I, I apologize. So, Brenton, you know, yes. Other other than slinging wrenches and stuff, man, what do you do, buddy? So it was a really good segue, it? wasn't it? And uh, here, as of lately, I really haven't gotten to fly much. I've gotten to fly once this year, and slinging wrenches, changing jobs. Other than that, play computer games with my brothers and. Uh, work on a crypto mining operation and that's pretty much the extent of it. So crypto mining. Busy to be. Yeah, crypto mining operation. What what all does that consist of? Um well basically I manage the operation and IE I do pretty much everything except financially back it. Um I monitor it throughout the day. If anything goes wrong I fix it. The whole setup I built myself and every rig in there and had my hands on in one way or another. When shit fails, I fix it. And that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, initially, it was a time sink. But nowadays, it's not so bad now that I got the swing of things. But other than that, I probably put around uh, maybe two to six hours a week, depending on if anything's broken or not. Is it producing much for you? Uh, I get a 20% take out of it. Um, As of current, we make one Ethereum once every 25 to 20 days. Okay. And it's still very much profitable at this point. Um, Good, good. One Ethereum, that's quite good, actually. (laughs) One every few days, every 20 days. I mean, basically like one every two thirds of a month. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, Ethereum. and Ethereum's even down right now, and that's still good. Yeah. There's a there's a big giant nuance that the viewers probably won't be 
remotely interested in, but no, at this point it is lucrative to me. I mean, it means like what 350 bucks for me. Like if you were to pop another Ethereum right now for every 20 days, but you know, we're not in it to, we're not in it to make money right now because that doesn't make sense. Like your ROI on stuff is going to be way in the future. Like you put right. 80 grand into a setup like this, then you don't do it because you want to pay it off within a year. You want, you do it because you want to garner Ethereum for future purposes, Right. make right. a long-term investment. And when Ethereum cuts off, which is would be in the next couple of months, we're going to move over to uh, something like Flux or Ergo or something like that. So but other than that, dude, I'm just getting really jacked about the fun flies coming up. I already got plans to be at Lindsay, Oklahoma when that happens. I got plans to be at the collective fun fly, support my local helicopter chapter. And <laughs> I just look forward to the good times and uh, towing a glider with a helicopter. I <laughs> haven't found a YouTube video of somebody doing that yet. So this might be a first. It, it might be a last two. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to pull this off. It's going to be fine. So here's the best part of it. What's the worst that could happen, right? We right. lose two birds. That's it. But it's and not mine. Then Brenton's so yeah, this is excellent. three years. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, really, Brenton's got the most to lose in the situation because I'm not tying something nice to it on the first run, you know? Right. I'm tying uh, all I got to fun. it on the first run. <laughs> I know. So I'm looking here. Let's see what Ethereum is trading at. Eighteen eighty-three. That's pretty decent. Sweet. It's actually back up a little bit. I can stay down. The more people that stay out, the more I stand to gain. So I'm good. Yeah. Right. I, Ethereum was up like I think I was up three hundred percent at one point, and now I'm. I'm still up, but not that much. I'm like 22%. So, How much do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Not much. Like, <laughs> as much as I would be willing to take outside and throw away. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you fly model aircraft, so that's a lot. I've so, got more in model aircraft, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah. Since we started last year, we've garnered 14 Ethereum. And oh. we're about halfway through our 15th. Nice. Yeah, cool. I don't have much in it. And, and I don't have, like, I'm not mining it. I just bought it uh, basically like a stock. So I have a dollar figure amount of Ethereum. Not like a, like I don't have a portion of a Ethereum, right? So. Well, I'll plan to hang on to it for a decade. Uh, that's kind of my intent. Because see, here's what happened. My buddy tells me about Bitcoin and I'm like, dude, this sounds like some bullshit, right? If I had just bought Bitcoin like last year, I could have cashed out and been debt free. Yeah. Well, I got an even worse story for you, Clay, since yeah. we're talking about cryptocurrency back in 2008, when Bitcoin was still in its infancy, I had the opportunity to put my hardware towards Bitcoin mining in exchange for a half share of what that farmed out. Ooh. Now, at that time, I was competitive overclocking. 
So I had the best hardware money could buy at the moment. Yeah. I could have just handed him three GPUs to use for Bitcoin mining. The problem is, is I would have garnered probably nine or 10. Well, who knows how much I would have garnered because I can't do the conversions for how much they would have made back then. But I got to doing a little bit of the math and I realized I would have never had to worry about money again. So <laughs> that's my life's biggest fuck mm -hmm. up period. Yeah. See, I, I, did, <laughs> I heard about Bitcoin like five years after that. And they were still like, like one coin was like 500 bucks. And I was like, dude, that sounds like some bullshit. And my buddy bought one coin. Well, when it peaked out at like what sixty-seven thousand, I was yep. like, "I'm a fucking idiot." <laughs> Sell it. <Yep. laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I have another buddy that has not quite that bad a story, but um, so he bought. I forget. Like Bitcoin was trading for less than a dollar, and he bought like ten bucks worth of Bitcoin, and then he lost the hard drive they're on. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Ten Bitcoin is literally enough to. That's life changing <laughs> money right there. Yeah. I mean, last year especially. This year, not so much. But well, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars is life changing money. Eh. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> Being debt free, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it life changing. I would say like it would damn sure be nice. What I think of life changing money is like I don't ever have to worry about it again, and likely my kids don't either. As Larry would call it, "fuck you, money." Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah. What I was thinking. So, <laughs> so Matt and me were talking about this the other day. <laughs> Why we will never win the lottery? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> the way we come about this is. Uh, so this landowner that uh, that I deal with owns a lot of land, and she has these uh, guys hog hunt on her property out of helicopters. And I had seen this ad on TikTok for these this outfit that has a couple of Blackhawk helicopters that you can hog hunt out of. Well, come to find out, it's this they hog hunt on this lady's property. I'm like, well, that's cool. So I call and ask, like, just curiosity got the best of me. How much does it cost to go heli hog hunting, right? $22,000 for the first hour in a black hog. <laughs> yep. And I told, and I was talking to Matt about this because I know he'd be into it. And uh, I'm like, dude, if I were to ever win the lottery, we would do that. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we would decimate the hog population in Texas and Oklahoma. And, uh, that's why I don't have the, like, and I'm, I talk a lot about winning the lottery for someone that never plays. <laughs> and also that there's some, something that's telling me like, no, we can't let this guy have this much money because he'd be entirely too stupid with it. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anybody, but there would be signs. <laughs> yeah. Why is everything that Matt Zybeck have looks so new? Yeah. Why is there a Blackhawk landing in his front yard? <laughs> well, I seen a AH1 Cobra for sale the other day. That was pretty reasonable. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> a couple mini guns and be a hog killing machine, man. 
Dude, I'm saying it's not like, the initial cost that gets you. It's it's the the recurring cost, the maintenance that gets you on a full side there. Man. He yeah, shows the up to is, the flying field in a helicopter. Does this motherfucker even own an automobile anymore? Actually, no. <laughs> Dude, so that lottery that the guy just won the other day, you know, took home what like three hundred million. I could buy a Cobra and fly it for at least a few years with that kind of money. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you, you could, yeah, you could buy that Cobra and then have Jason cross train, so you'd have your own personal mechanic with that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once it breaks, just throw it away and go get another yeah. one. What are you making here, Jason? Here, I'm gonna send you to school, and you're just gonna be my helicopter mechanic. What do you think, dude? I mean, uh, can you imagine the amount work. of pigs we could shoot with like two Gatling guns? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So this lady, I'm talking to her about this, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, these guys are awesome, you know? And uh, she said, most of the time they're hunting and they got suppressors. And so, like, they're like, you don't really even notice them. And uh, she's like, I tell this guy that works for me this, you know, say, oh, they won't bother you. It'll be fine. And she's like, a little while later, he calls and he's just screaming, like, terrified. <laughs> and he's like, you said it wasn't going to be this loud or whatever. And, so she calls the helicopter, the guy that runs the business. And she's, he's like, Hey, what's going on? And she's like, Oh, we forgot to tell you, uh, that this, this guy has got a lot of money that comes out there regularly from like Montana or whatever. He's like, Oh, he's here. And, uh, he's got an M60 and she's <laughs> like, I don't know what an M60 is, but I'm like, Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's fucking hunting hogs with the M60. I need to be buddies with that guy. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's to a point where, dude, you're like baiting them into this field with like multiple freaking buckets of tannerite and just like making a hog explosion, dude. Dude, no, that's like getting to the point of like, you know how you shoot the women and children pigs? You just don't lead them so much. You know, right? How do you shoot the piglets wow. in the sows? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Oh damn! Weird. Well, We're so Pete far is off the road. Gonna be on our ass next. Yeah. <laughs> We're, dude, We're if, so if far you have, off track. Dude. Yeah, but dude. Uh, kind of. I mean, that's a pretty good scene in a movie involving a helicopter. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a great one. So, it, was, uh, it wasn't me this week. Yay. <laughs> I'm kind of. We've already just got past your point. Oh, yeah. If we're, we're going to go with somewhat related topics, I saw a video this week of, uh, I think it's Boston Dynamics, one of those robo dogs. With like a thirty out six mounted on his back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh jeez. Let me those, guess those... the Umbrella Corporation made that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, man. All these damn podcasts I listen to say the uh they're gonna figure out that we're the problem. This artificial intelligence, man. I'm just letting you know. Well, I think Dude. when you see the robo dog out the door, he says I'll be back. Dude, so some, oh, of the yeah. stuff, some of the stuff that Elon is working on, oh, it yeah. does. Yes. Like, I'm telling you, like, I don't even listen to this crazy shit that Casey does, but like Joe Rogan's podcast Whatever, has got man. me listening to some of it. And I'm like, dude, there's some crazy shit going on out there. 
Hey, Elon Musk is, is, is an advocate for not making AI so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because he knows. Well, yeah. And like the neural link that he's talking about doing, it's uh, he's, he's really wanting it to be more towards, you know, people with, you know, disabilities and things like that. It's not like you get to go in there and be like, yeah, I want to be like so badass and all this, you know. No, it's not like that. It's to, it's to help people with uh, physical disabilities. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a story anyway. <laughs> why, why you say it like that, man? Well, I don't yeah, know. You uh, never, okay. Hey, hey, dude, it's, it's a conspiracy, Jason. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, man. Well, you know, you know, I guess. Know, right. Unless they want you to know. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, guys with disabilities and stuff, I seen this uh, post the other day. And this is back on the rails, but uh, I think his name on Facebook is called Haley Man. And I don't know the guy's story, uh, but I, I gathered that he doesn't have use of one of his hands. Yeah, yeah the guy had a stroke yeah, way Man. back when. Okay, yeah. so you know about it. Yeah, so he has a, a DX18 modified to a single stick, and then it has a foot pedal to operate the collective. And he flies helicopters with this thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty Uh-oh. impressive. Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by it. I really want to try something like that. Not with a helicopter, but with an airplane. But I, I do want to try it just to see, like, could I do it? Single stick with a pedal for throttle kind of thing. Well, man, I mean, I hate to, you know, rain on your parade, but FR Sky actually <laughs> has a single stick model out. Go to Aloft Hobbies. It might be an Aloft. What? kind of deal they actually you can buy a new radio that's set up for single stick no way dude I'm, a- absolutely i legit might be about to buy a tyrannus i'm telling you man you guys <laughs> stuff. they're leading the pack brother i do like to talk shit about tyrannus mainly because it's casey but i actually do have a couple of fr sky modules in my converted radios i i know they're solid it's just fucking with casey at this point <laughs> So let me look at this thing. I'm pulling it up right now. So I'm on Aloft Hobbies website, and it should, it'll be a banner at the top of the page. They're real proud of it. Uh, hey, uh, so Clay Ricks, quick point of order, real quick. One of the uh, considered one of the greatest helicopter pilots of all time is I.E. Curtis Youngblood. Oh yeah, he's he a single stick guy. A, yeah, he flew on a modified JR, and the rudder was on a roller wheel that was on the cyclic side. So he did three functions on his right hand and one function on his left hand. Interesting. It's absolutely yeah. insane how That's he crazy. managed that. I bet the guy could juggle chainsaws like eight of them. Right. <laughs> Dude, this thing is freaking expensive. This got to be like the most expensive Tyrannus there was. <laughs> it's still less than the Fatabi you're flying. No, it's not. It's the same price I paid for mine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you got a but you got a deal. And I got mine with the receiver for that matter. Oh yeah, receivers are thirty bucks. This thing is way cool. So they have an aluminum one and they have a wood one. Dude, you guys gotta check this out. This thing is awesome. 
Well, he's going to be outside harnessing the Dude, power this of the is earth it. before too I'm long. I'm going to fly a slope soar <laughs> with a freaking FR size single stick. I'll do it. Casey talked me into it. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag Casey's fault. Dude, this thing right is now. legit, dude. Look how cool that is. It is. You going cool. to the Subaru dealership tomorrow? It's four, not, yeah, you going to the Tesla dealership or the Subaru dealership? We're just Subaru all the planet. way, dude. I already got a cat on the way. <laughs> dude, that actually ain't no joke. I'm getting a cat from Carrie. So. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I this thing looks like you laser cut the box for it. Dude, I know, right? Dude, you know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to laser engrave hashtag fuck Casey on the back of it. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> on your room on the back. So, <laughs> you know, new project, Clay. Here's what's cool about FR Sky and like Aloft Hobbies. They have parts for all of that. So we could probably take one of my FR Sky radios, buy the parts, and make it Dude, ourselves. You notice it's a kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that really entails, but I'm going to have to read this and I'm not going to read it on the show here, but I'm definitely going to read this in a little while. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I take it. You have to build this thing. Maybe um, kit would certainly insinuate that, right? Four different uh, kit so options yeah, with and without electronics. Uh, I mean, I think there's different. It's laser cut wood, or you can do aluminum. Yeah, I'm totally doing it wood. That's cool looking. The wood option really makes for a beautiful look and avoids heat and RF penetration concerns with the aluminum panels. Hey, there's your. We do not finish the wood. We let. We do not finish the wood. We let <laughs> you have the options of staining, etc. This thing is totally getting laser engraved, and then it's going to be sick. See, this is why friends like y'all suck the most is because I don't need to spend $500 on a goofy ass radio and I'm probably going to spend $500. You're going to have to have radio. Casey come over and set up <laughs> hey, man. open TX. Not my yeah. problem. That's, that's actually true. But fuck Casey. I'm going to call James <laughs> squared. <laughs> so, just so I don't have to call Casey. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's fine because you know what? Dude. I, that's who you call? No, no, yeah, that's totally great. He's gonna do you way more solid than I am on that. I can make it work. He knows he knows why it works. Me and Casey are gonna sit in the shop while you're laser engraving everything and drink beer and watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, I would like to party? be part Yeah. <laughs> I wanna be part I wanna be part of the party too when James is setting that up and explaining it to you. Yeah. Yeah. We're Dude, sit back I'm and not watch. even gonna do that. I'm just gonna take it to him and be like, I want this to fly this. No, I'm going away now. No, dude, I'm well, going to mock, I'm going to mock him up so we can record that whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's not that. how that's going to work. He goes, well, you can do it like this. That way it's doing this and this and this, or you can also do it like this, or, you uh -huh. know, if you want this, if you want, dude, cause he knows the programming on it inside and out. And there's dude, 18 different ways to skin a cat. Yeah. I want to watch Clay's eyes glass over. Dude. <laughs> It you will suck. Hey, so I can't get this to tell me how much the wood kit costs. That's what I, I was trying to do. It's stuck on the aluminum. Yeah. Because the wood kit is not available. Well, neither are. Like the aluminum right. says not available either. So, right. I bet you could call them and probably they would probably facilitate it any way you want because their customer service, I've heard, is amazing. 
Yeah. I do buy stuff from Aloft from time to yeah. time. So Yeah. I spend a lot of time on that site. They got a bunch of cool glider stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at this Alpha 2 meter and getting a little... Uh, maybe I'm getting a little salty on this. So, Jason, the thing is... We might as well hang up. <laughs> so, my dad, <laughs> he is interested in flying a little bit. And this would actually make it an option for him. Yep. So right. An... That would be way that's... cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Which man, it... I bet I bet we could spend a little time and research it. Man, that's just a joystick. I bet we can find all these parts. We, dude, we could figure this out. Oh yeah. Well, and with him, if you're if you're laser cutting it, especially if you go with the wood one. Like you could use their template or whatever if you needed to, but you could move stuff around wherever you wanted. Yeah. Put the switches oh. where it was easier for him, put knobs, all that stuff. True. I... Yeah. I'm just not that electronic savvy. Hmm. I I could design the case and cut the case. And then after that, it's kind of like, eh. Uh, we could get the switches wherever you wanted them. Yeah. Be yeah. I, I I don't really think it's, I don't think it's that bad. It wouldn't quite be plug and play, but it would be real close. Right. This thing is cool. I don't know why, but I like it so much. I'm told I, I'm going to go to Aloft, put in my email address to notify me when available. It's happening right now. I can't wait for you to have that because then you can't talk any shit about me loving FR Sky. Yeah. He'll still do it though. Absolutely, oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stop him. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, yeah, that's it's, all it's right. Casey. We'll have this podcast as a public record, and I can pull it up at any time. And him going, "Fr Sky, this is so cool. It is cool. <laughs> it looks yeah. like a really cheap version of a jetty. Whoa, we need to put the wow. screen on top." Just turn it into a jetty. I don't know, dude. It's like holding a two by twelve. I don't dude, understand. Is it a cheap or... version no. of a jetty, or is a jetty just an expensive version of an FR Sky? Oh, quite the so conundrum the you have there. Your... He's already That's backing right. it, guys. He's already backing it. <laughs> nah, that was just a dig at the jetty guys. <laughs> Mostly Kurt and Brian, but whatever. Yeah. Well, here comes the sponsorship. Got to put logos on it. Uh, he can laser drive him on the back. Yeah, that'll be fine. I don't think uh, we're jetty material. Nah. Dude, I know exactly what, what I'm going to laser engrave on the back of it. And it's going to be fly epic. With pinky in here. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> yep. You start smoking cigarettes like those guys from Wichita Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Hey, I'm just sitting there thinking. I think a lot of the guys that pinch, they do have their pinky in the air when they're flying. Hey, man, I resemble that remark, and my pinky is definitely not in the air. Mine is. I'm too good for you people. Oh man! You people? What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, what do you mean, you people? Yeah, son of a bitch, Jason. What are you doing? Take offense to this. 
You're that supposed to be offended, Jason. Oh, man. So, and I meant all of you people. <laughs> all of you. All you sure guys. All, all you guys. <laughs> I was going to be big in all y'alls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't on video and how co- uncomfortable I am right now. I just don't like it. His face like is it. turning red and all. Oh, <laughs> just don't, just don't, just don't like it. Oh sure, but yeah, but sports is fine. <laughs> yeah, can't hide that blush behind that white beard. Uh, Speaking of which, whatever happened to corporate Casey? He just kind of died, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he totally <laughs> did, man. He only well, he went to work in enough. a place that he realized is yeah. not very corporate. Yeah, he he only needed him long enough to get the job. <laughs> man, hey, I was there for two days, and they had a like a meeting with the entire company and my boss single I dude I worked there for two days. My boss singles me out and he goes, and this guy, I thought I was hiring some badass biker dude. Who's this clean shaven fuck? He says that in a meeting. <laughs> and I'm like and I was like, all right, I'll show you and I have not shaved since. And he gives me shit about it all the time. Like, you know what, dude, my boss will walk up on me like not act like he's knocking something off his my shoulder. He goes, oh, I was a beetle and crawled out of your beard. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so, total sidebar but uh so you most of you guys know that i had the mid-year meeting with my company the other day and uh anyway so our boss sends out this agenda leading up to this and uh i'm going through the agenda and it gets to the safety uh. topic and <laughs> it just says a uh, safety dash hair and uh, I'm sitting there like, hmm, what's that about? <laughs> and I'm I I mull over this for like two weeks, like <laughs> mull, you say? Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm sitting there like just sitting there thinking like, hey, what could they be talking about? I was like, they, they better not make me cut my hair. This is uh, gonna be fucked up. I was about to say it's either mullets or banned or mandatory. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be banned. <laughs> oh. But I'm sitting there thinking like, really with it. Like, at least wouldn't they say something to me at first? You know, bam. Dude, so I go, like, I'm sitting here thinking about this for, like, I'm not kidding, like, two weeks, three weeks maybe. And then finally I realized the safety guy's last name is Hare. And so (laughs) that's what it was. I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I've been sweating this. Like, dude, they're going to fucking make me cut my – man. They're going to make me cut my mullet. Yeah, dude, exactly. That's what I'm sitting there thinking yeah. for like three weeks almost. It, it sucks when people mess with you for like a week plus, isn't it? Kind of sucks. Well, they weren't huh. messing with me. Pacing your that's, house and everything. That's, that's just about it. It. It, was, it wasn't a prank. Uh-huh. I, it was just I didn't realize that the safety guy – like, so our safety department's like, in Tulsa, you know, and I don't see these people regularly. And so I didn't know that the guy's name was Jason Hare, right? But yeah, I found that I'm out a- like a week before the meeting. And I told my boss about it and he thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I'm imagining Clay going, Hey, what's this meeting about with Hare? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> when his boss is like, That's the guy's last name. And Clay's like, Oh, uh, Hare, I, right? I figured it out. I figured it out on my own somehow, but I don't remember exactly. But I Sounds did like tell, it took like, you three weeks. 
It did. It took me over three weeks. Yeah. It, it took me a long time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt like a complete idiot afterwards. It's like, oh, that's his name. <laughs> Got it. Wow. Oh, so. All right. So, Brenton, I hear you're pretty great at auto rotations. And uh, are we going to talk about that at all? I mean, I keep hearing about it. Are you going to release? Are you going to try to do it and then talk about it? Or are you going to hype it up beforehand? Like in what regard? Well, (laughs) I mean, I keep hearing rumor, you know, like that you're going to try something at Buffalo Mountain. All right, Casey. Were we gonna let the cat out of the bag? Yeah, that's totally fine, man. We just, we we need we might need some help to make this happen because we All need right. like a what a six hundred or bigger. No, we're gonna at least need a seven hundred. That okay. is light as a feather. So it's been done before once that I am aware of, and it was with a flybar helicopter. So what Casey and I need, because he's going to be the idiot holding it while we spool the bitch up. <laughs> right. Oh, this Has... doesn't sound dangerous at all. Oh, no. no. It's the most dangerous thing he's ever done in his life. I guarantee it, especially with me behind the sticks. I don't know. Holding that radar gun on Mike Sterling's jet was pretty good. Yeah. In the of the runway. Yeah. If you wouldn't have ducked, you might have gotten a pretty clean shave on the top of your head. But anyways, so what we want to accomplish is we want a soap slur and RC helicopter. Now, the idea behind this is to get a 700, 766, or potentially an 800, as light as we can get it and maintain weight balance, and slope soar it without a motor. I don't think we have to get it light. I think getting it spooled up is the integral piece of the puzzle. Well, that just ca- takes some really... If you watch the video of somebody oh, else doing it, all you got to do is stand at the very end of the slope, hold it at like a 35 to 25 degree angle, and I just got got to negative pitch it and be patient enough. And then at the right moment, get to zero pitch, build the bubble underneath it and then you'll feel it leave your hands is how I understand it's going to work, but it's not sketchy at all. No, yeah, it's sketchy as fuck. All. Let me, <laughs> let me be abundantly clear. The FAA and the AMA do not condone what we are fixing to do, but good thing. We're not at one of those flying sites. Let me be clear. When I say this will be awesome. Casey's down to do it. And uh, we're fixing to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that landing gear is pretty solid because that's what I'm holding on to. No, line landing gear are pretty solid. So All we right. should be fine. We're, we're in good shape. So this brings up something. So you guys are, I mean, most everybody is pretty generally accepted or freaked out by like holding on to a helicopter while it's spooled up, right? Yeah. Something you don't do generally. No. So there's a so Renee can back me up on this because he saw the pictures with me. We went to a heli event in Louisiana a few years back, 
And after the fact, we went to this guy's house to like his little personal museum that he had. This guy's really big into scale helis and he had a lot of uh, like world champion level helicopters, not just U S national champions, but like European national champion helis in this like personal museum. And uh, he starts showing this photo album of uh, Lynn Mount, who I've talked about on the show at different times and whatnot. But anyway, Lynn Mount is like the guy that he was one of the pioneers of scale helis. And in one of the pictures, this was would have been taken in like the eighties. He's doing what uh, Eric referred to this. He said they called it walking the dog. And he's got a hold of the tail of the helicopter while it's, it's hovering, right? It's a fly bar heli. Of course it, the heli is hovering and he's got a hold of the tail and he's reaching around the heli to tune the engine. Let me be clear on tail, the helicopter. He's got a hold of the vertical stabilizer. No, it's the boom. Uh, yeah. Uh, the back end on. of it. You trying to find the picture? I don't remember yeah, there being a vertical stabilizer. To. But uh, now this, I, I don't know that you're going to find this on the internet. This is a personal photo album. It might be on the internet, but I wouldn't count on it. I've seen the I've seen the video you're talking about, but yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. That sketchy as shit. Yeah, no, this wasn't a video. This was a still photography, like home picture. This was from Lynn Mount himself. I saw a picture of somebody checking the blade tracking. Similarly, they had it like strapped down at the top of a ladder. Well, you don't and need to do that to check yeah, the blade tracking nowadays. Well, nowadays, no, but this was an old, this was like a black and white picture of a home built RC helicopter from years ago. They but had no, it I, down to a wooden ladder. I have seen the picture that you're talking about. It was on a um, RC helicopter magazine someplace where somebody had that photo, but. Uh, yeah i've seen that one too i'm not i'm not brave enough to do what casey's gonna do or has agreed to do <laughs> pending so this is what cracks me i up. know what that motherfucker will do to me this, if it goes wrong if you lift well, off a heli at at a flying field like casey's back under the awning with carrie hiding and you yeah, i know somehow True. you have talked him True. in to holding the skids while you do this you see, there's wanna... the problem and there's the disconnect because I didn't talk to him. He said that's what he was going to do. Yeah, so... I want I want to see it happen bad enough. I'm willing to take the risk. Normally, you run almost as fast as Carrie does. <laughs> <laughs> I just have I just have to be faster than Carrie. You know, that's usually <laughs> how I, I rate that. I'm gonna need you to bring a helmet, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got one. Uh, man, I, dude, I mean, it's, if it spools up, I think we're good because I'm going to, like, toss it in front of me. It's not going to come back on me. No, it's, I expect you to just stand there like a statue until the helicopter, you feel the helicopter is going to go away and then you just let it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when it starts, when I start feeling it pull, it's going to get a toss and I'm going to duck and cover. Maybe it's just me. Oh, God. I, I feel like Spiegel <laughs> should be involved in this. 
I agree with you ten thousand percent. I'm not sure why. It just I, I just no, think he is, needs this, to be. This is definitely a Dick Spiegel Enterprises production. Uh, which version? The one after a few beers or the one before a few beers? Uh, you're fucked up. Yeah, we'll we'll just let uh, the situation dictate. Yeah. Okay. I think it's. I think we'll be fine. I think it's going to be good. This sounds like a terrible idea. What? Time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, he definitely should be there for this. I'm glad I heard the idea before, but you did answer one of my questions because I was wondering if it was going to have a motor on it at all or not. So that that answered that question. <clears throat> well, you know, I kind of want it to be light as possible. Um, when you're doing an auto rotation, um, there's a reason that some of Matt Botos's best auto rotations are done with a nitro hilly is because they're lighter. And okay. to migrate the helicopter up, a nitro will do that easier. Just because you've got the clutch separation, you don't have an electric motor that's constantly connected. I mean, the one-way bearing does take that away from it, but you can actually hear the motor spooling back up when you come into flare. So, uh, I was going to say, you have less resistance with that clutch setup, I bet, in a nitro. Absolutely. It spins it's a, easier. Yeah. It's a more permanent disconnect. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting you say that, Brenton, um, because this is one of the other things I found fascinating about uh, scale heli guys. They actually run on the electric helis they have a clutch for the tail and uh, it caught my attention because it's a scale heli sitting out there spooling up, but the tail is sitting there stationary while the mains are turning. And I asked one, I was like, are y'all running tail motors? And they said, no, it's got a clutch. I said, well, why would you put a clutch on the tail? And it's for auto rotation purposes because the helis are so heavy and the, uh, they require so much lift and so much power to just to fly that uh, the idea is is that if you lost the the motor and you were in an auto rotation situation that they want to take the tail away so that all of the energy goes to the mains they then their idea is that we can still somewhat land it with the as long as the mains keep turning like we can handle it spinning down but we can't handle it if the mains quit so all right I thought that was really interesting that brings up well, a technical question. When the mains are not being driven, when they're being driven by wind, not by a motor, do you still have to counteract the torque? No, or you don't have any... to. No. Okay. So that the makes helicopter... sense. They don't... That makes yeah. sense. They don't need a tail rotor then. If, you... if you're auto-rotating, you're not driving the main rotor. Yeah, if you're running and uh, let's say the tail belt snaps, because I've had this happen, and okay. it'll it'll start pirouetting, and if you throw it into hold, it'll stop. So huh. hmm. depends okay. on the nature of your failure. One, yeah. but if you lose the tail completely, as Mac Matt is suggesting, once you lose authority back there and you've taken away the torque, if you have any kind of forward momentum, the helicopter will eventually weather vane to a straight attitude if you allow it right. to continue in forward flight. Most of us right. have been doing it for a while. If we lose the tail 
and we catch it early enough and we're in an orientation where you can recover from, then we'll just be able to use our pirouetting while hovering training to aid us on our way down. I mean, the landing might not be as pretty. I'm, I'm definitely not anybody of note as far as helicopter pilots go, but you can normally land it from there. Yeah, not me. I'm throwing it into an auto. <laughs> no, I'm saying aware. while you're autoing. Not that good. <laughs> I was aware that with the, enough forward airspeed, the, the helicopter would maintain at least one direction. And, mm -hmm. and that was just from full-scale helicopters. They're the yeah. same way. If you lose the tail rotor, basically in cruise, normally you can maintain directional control of the helicopter, whereas it, at hover, that's a totally different story. Right. Oh, have you ever seen a... Uh a model get thrown into a vortex because I assure you all the physics apply. Like there's a, um, there's a phenomenon that you can throw a full scale hilly to into that's extremely disastrous when you're on a downline and you're at low to no pitch in the main rotor. And you're basically building a bubble underneath that helicopter. What can occur if you have low to no pitch while decelerating downward is you can actually make it to where the air that is underneath the helicopter immediately rises back up around it and gets ah, stuffed yeah. into the helicopter. It's better known as a hole vortex in the sky. ring effect. Yes, vortex ring vortex ring state is uh, what I've heard one engineer call it. That's the problem they were having with the Osprey yep. uh, mm -hmm. during uh, fast landings, basically assault landings, and when they first designed. It. Like, luckily for model aircraft, us helicopter guys, we have enough power and enough um, and enough pitch reaction to where we can literally just break break the vortex and pull out of it. Yeah, you can overcome it. A, yeah. a full-scale helicopter, not so much. You ever seen something just suddenly gravity's there and you just drop out of the sky? Right. Yeah, that'd be all bad. Yeah, I've yeah. put myself in those situations before, and it, it's extremely scary with a model. I can't imagine what's like in a full yeah. scale where suddenly your lift is gone and you right. cannot get it back. If I'm not mistaken, there's a video. I think it's a Blackhawk crashing on a uh, like a snow-capped mountain, and if I recall, that's what got it was a vortex ring effect. It was sitting there in a low hover, and uh, it effectively just lost lift and just splatted right on the side of the mountain. There was one from an air show where three Blackhawks were hovering in formation. It happened a lot faster since there were a couple of Blackhawks in the general vicinity, but uh, I don't want to talk about it. That was a pretty nasty scene. I can imagine. Yeah, it dropped from 300 feet up in the air. Jeez. And that's not enough time for it to recover. Yeah, right. And so you don't have time to do anything at that point. Nope. Yep, yep. But anyway, so one, let me go ahead and just say I want to throw a call out to everybody who shows up to Lindsay, Oklahoma. Like, <laughs> I've never been part of, nor have I seen an auto rotation contest or a, um, just anything in that regard, a uh, spot landing or anything like that. Um, I challenge everyone, whoever shows up 
I don't care if you're you were flying a year or if you're a world champion helicopter pilot. I want to participate. I want to get some participation out of the other people. I don't want to throw money at it, but maybe I'm willing, maybe I'm not. Let's have an auto rotation <laughs> contest with our RC helicopters. Either we're going to fuck some shit up or we're going to do something really cool. <laughs> and let's see who can land on a bar stool. So I've only done one and it was at the oh, wow. Abilene, Abilene event and it didn't end very well for me, but anyway. Hey man, I've landed on a top hat. So let's do this. I'm too far out of practice I, now, so I'd have to work on right. it. I've seen it. It's pretty good. Matt. What? Bro, I love you, but you're kind of letting me down right here. Hey man, Clay's got a helicopter too. Why you got to call me out? I say there's three. I say there's already three people in the contest. I think Casey's <laughs> right. All right, but only if Casey goes out and lays down on the runway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> okay, let's make sure we bring plenty of rough tail, and I might get that to happen. Because <laughs> sober Casey is not going to do that. Like five beers, Casey. I think we could work with that. Man, five beers. That's a that's a crazy night, man. Three beer, Casey's pretty wild. You should have heard the last one when he dropped an 18-pack in the garage. Oh, dude. <laughs> he claims you he hadn't been drinking, but, you know. My big my big toe's black. I did, dude, I just opened it. I couldn't have freaking had one yet. I opened it and it spilled all over me. Uh-huh. You say that like that's bad. My big toe's black, too. What? <laughs> Damn it. You walked right into that Damn one. Damn it. Oh, no. I meant like it. I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, <laughs> hey, quit apologizing. Jason did it to himself just as much as he did it to you. Oh, no. Jeez. Ouch. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> I meant like a bruise. I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah, what's this episode going to be titled? Helicopters, oh, Lindsay, Oklahoma, horse dicks, and reverse racism. What? <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot going on there. Oh, oh yeah. Man. This, this, too, this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a it's lot. A lot. <laughs> I would like to throw my uh, suggestion, and I think it should be the uh, Black Toe Heli Auto Rotation Contest. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. We might have to do that. Yeah, that's pretty long. Pretty good <gasps> we, we might have to shorten it up a little bit. Uh, people don't care. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, they're not listening for the title. They're listening for these uncomfortable moments. Going, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. They might have read yeah. the last title and went, "What the?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So speaking of auto rotations, Brenton called me out. One of the last times I saw him, actually. And uh, he's like, yeah, you're just going to have to nut up and do it one day. And uh, so I did try that a few times now. Uh, mostly successful, I will say. I had one un unsuccessful and busted some landing gear, but that was it. And uh, But, yeah, I was trying. I'm working up to autoing with the, uh, the nitroxy. So I did a couple of... Uh, autos from about 10 foot still with plenty of forward airspeed. So not really pushing it at all, but uh, just feeling it out. 
I'm going to get there eventually, Brenton. I don't know if I'll be ready by the time Superfly comes around, but I might be willing to sacrifice some parts to to play along with that. I'll tell you what, the you're, last time you're... last time you flew, if you had flown any longer, you'd have been autoing whether you wanted to or not. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what no, happened I... with nitros. Yeah, I've uh, I've ran it out of fuel twice now. <laughs> Luckily, wow. I was like anticipating it and so i had it at about three foot when it ran out of fuel yep i could hear it leaning out on the last lap i was like "Uh oh (laughs) Uh -oh. yeah (laughs) it it may not be the right thing to do but you like the last what three four times i've been out with it uh the last flight of the day i just run it out of fuel in the air Uh, bring it into a hover sit there and watch it empty the tank and run it out of fuel, and then I'm done. I don't have to pump any out. So, you know, really, uh, who was a good person? Um, Michael Wyatt was actually the person who finally got it with me, and then I was able to start auto rotating very effectively because I couldn't auto my 600 three years ago. So, yeah, I've been doing this a while, but. I didn't get really effective. I'm I'm not real good as far as tricks go with auto rotations, but I can bring it in and put it typically exactly where I want it. So the key to doing it right is not forcing the hilly to do something. You kind of want to nuance it into where you want to go. And then once you're da- down there, once you've found your way back to zero pitch and you're, in just mid-speed forward flight. Okay, I want to land over here. Tilt the helicopter slowly. No sudden moves. Just allow the helicopter to get there. Okay, do your flare. Let it slide. You're done. But the biggest issue that I have, and I feel this is just my experience talking. If I'm wrong, somebody can come correct me. But The biggest thing I get into is people putting the stick like more than two notches down during their falling pattern. And that's not, that doesn't work for me. Like how I've learned is usually I'm hanging around less than one notch on the sticks, whether I'm upright or inverted. And it takes so little to affect such a huge change Mm -hmm. that people often the reason they fail at autos is because they're over-exaggerating every move they do. Like yanking back two two sticks of elevator in either direction is just going to murder your head speed. No. Yanking one or two sticks, I'm sorry, one or two notches on collective, that is going to murder your head speed. You just want to come in gingerly. And if you want to come in fast, then that's fine too. You might have to pull those two sticks just to level it out so you can shoot it forward when you get back down close to the runway and when you want to trade all your downward momentum back into forward. So, I mean, my advice to you is just get her up around 400 feet, go to the first tick negative pitch, lean her forward just a little bit, and shut off the engine. Watch it come down. And then make your flight plan. 
once you know that you're getting low enough to where you start need, need to be travel at around a 45 degree towards the runway, start head towards zero pitch. And you could be at zero pitch or just a little bit below it. It does not matter. Once you hit near that zero pitch, you are going to start gliding the helicopter. And as long as you have that forward momentum, if you start to see your blades begin to slow down a little bit, don't look for that negative pitch. Just ease back on the elevator. And what you're doing there is you're putting that air underneath the blade disc again. Mm -hmm. That's going to start building your head speed more rapidly than you think. It just needs a bump here, a bump there. And if you start losing your head speed like real bad, okay, time to turn on the bailouts. If you're too low, like if you're 50 feet in the air and that's happening, just turn on the bailout, go back up there, correct your mistake, and come back down. But a lot of times why people fail is they're giving it too much. Because like literally I could stick my 600 – 300 feet in the air, kill the motor, leave it at zero pitch, lean it forward, and that's eh, going to be a while, but it's going to come down. And I'm still going to have plenty of head speed when I get there. As long as the wind is heading into the helicopter and I'm migrating towards the airfield where I'm coming, then everything's going to be just fine. When you get there, just flare a little bit. And you could start, like, you don't have to make it this short exacerbated flare it could be a long drawn out i'm just going to tilt the helicopter back a tiny bit trade some forward momentum for head speed and i'm just going to go ahead and let it fall and you're going to be fine i mean eventually you're going to relate it to gliding an airplane in and then everything's going to make perfect sense and your stick reactions will be instinctual that or you could just go straight up then you've got all the downward fall to trade for head speed. Um, let me see. Uh, Curtis Youngblood does a really good class on that. Uh, Bert Kramer does a real good class on it. Bobby Watts does. Those are the people that I've listened to. And I just encourage you to keep trying because in all honest reality, 550 and above, you don't have an excuse not to be autoing every single time you fly because once you get a hold of it and you grasp the concept of creating your auto rotation and your glide path, it's going to become second nature and easy. And then you'll want to do two or three of them per flight, especially yeah. for flying a nitro. I need to get back into practicing it and use just my oxy five and, and do it. I have a 700 airframe, but I'm not going to rebuild it. I actually have it sold to go. I was going to pick it up at ice house, but I need to go back to practicing it. I know uh, it saved me more than once being able to do it. So uh, I need to get 700, back and have a it. 700, a 700 airframe, you say? Yeah. Hey, you would, would you like to no. donate that to a social experiment? Mm, negative. <laughs> no, no. I already got somebody that wants it. So, and I've got a ton of parts for it. And y'all aren't going to need them. So. We might need them once. <laughs> wow. What if the helicopter came back in one piece and we just handed it back to him? I mean, hey. I, I, I think it's, I think it's doable. If you did it I don't before think... I sold it, I don't have servos or anything in it. So 
I'm sure I got enough bullshit servos. I got, man, I got some, like, uh, some Turnages or some Coronas. We can make this work. Some Coronas, huh? Yeah. They're, they're real top what's, of the line. Probably never heard of them. What's them servos that, uh, actually, I have some of those, but, uh, What's those servos that uh, Ron Moore uses? Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> I just, knew that was coming. Yeah, we'll just buy a six-pack off of freaking uh, Amazon. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Wish.com servos in a 700-size auto-rotation slip-soaring <laughs> helicopter. Sounds like a great idea. What time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exact, exactly, man. I'm going to need a deposit. <laughs> Dude, the fact that Ron Moore is as proud of his two dollar and 37 cent servos or whatever it is like it's the it's the way he's so proud of it that makes it hilarious <laughs> dude they were only two dollars and 37 cents a piece man i got like a hundred of them yeah <laughs> doesn't hey, matter man. if one goes bad <laughs> let's get yeah, another yeah. one you know honest to god that, that guy does catch a lot of hell but you know what fuck it he tries it may be some bullshit. It might only be there an hour because it crashes on the first attempt. But fuck it. He tries. He's having so, fun, man. So are we going to sit here and ignore the fact that uh, Casey has changed his name to Black Toe in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were until you brought it up, Clay. So Jason's thanks. not. Because Jason, Jason got mad and hung up. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, good job, gay dicks. Again. Thanks. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Man, I did get booted a second ago. Did yeah, you? The inter- dude, our connection yeah. sucked tonight. It's been cutting yeah. in and out on, like I've been yeah. hearing it cut in and out on everybody quite a bit. So, sun flares or something. Sun flares. And yeah. I'm the conspiracy guy. <laughs> now, that's actually a real thing. Uh, like in uh, in work, uh, cathodic protection, corrosion, all that. Uh, they call it telluric interference but it's a real thing i hear beeping beeping. it's matt sending me stuff i should probably mute my phone shouldn't i i don't know oh Uh uh-oh he's coming back he's coming back to get the blind casey he went and changed his name as soon as jason (laughs) came back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my timing is impeccable yeah welcome back jason uh-huh 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 yeah Uh, we haven't even had a break so i haven't had the opportunity to say the welcome back (laughs) that's a that's a a different show yeah dude you gotta go to the other show for that bitch that is not your slogan (laughs) these guys don't take breaks nah no we're we're in it to win it dude Speaking of that, we gonna fly tomorrow, Matt. Tomorrow, yeah, dude. I'm cutting. Remember, I'm coming to Wichita Falls oh, tomorrow. Uh, hold please. Tomorrow and tomorrow and Friday. Let's look. Uh, don't look those. great. It doesn't look great. He's got to check his schedule. It looks good enough. I might have to wash my hair that day, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's flyable. Yeah, we might be able to make that happen. That's funny because yeah, so, Matt, Matt doesn't have hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nonetheless, thanks, Mitch uh, So, uh, 
I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to pack anything to fly at this point because I'm not sure what work schedule is going to be like. But I thought, hey, if these guys are going to go out flying, I'm at least going to come hang out. So I might be more apt to fly Friday. I'm going to be there both days. So we'll it's see. looking like we're not going to finish work until Saturday. So uh, My kiddo showed up this evening, and I've got her till at least Saturday. So I'll have to see. Probably haven't just I taught go to Samurai. There you go. Haven't I taught you anything, Clay? You don't have to have anything to fly and just show up at the field. It'll it'll happen. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I wasn't going to say it. I got a seven. Fly on the OPP. That's it. I, I'm really thinking more like, hey Matt, let's take that 70 inch Extreme Flight uh-huh. Extra out there. I was say so, I have that 70 inch you can fly. I like that airplane a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's a good. It's amazing how far that that actually goes. I was that Georgia Jets field that I told you guys about last week. Yeah, uh, I was actually offered a turbine to fly while I was there, and these guys didn't know me from Adam. Yeah, yep. I was yeah. Uh, surprised. <laughs> it dude, it happens. Yeah, for sure. I flew. I went to Tucson and flew some other guys' airplanes. One guy's like, hey, you got to fly this. Like, I don't even know you, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, that's cool. good. So, uh, man, it's getting late. I'm I actually, I got to be up early, super early tomorrow. I got to be in uh, Henrietta. So, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm going to probably get out of here pretty soon. Y'all want to cover any? Yeah. shows or any events or any uh sponsors anybody got anything else before we roll into that well you know i not really but actually this one's sponsored by balsa usa buddy rc zdz a power fortitude rc fuck you jason don honkel until next <laughs> we meet holy smokes the company literally legend hobbies drop bombs from your airplanes with Baby powder? Maybe shotgun shells? Who knows? Smoking Okies, that douche in Montana. We love him to death. RMJ Machine Works. If you get need a ring, uh, depending on which one, he's got you going. See the prior show for explanation of the innuendo. <laughs> Reddish RC. Jason Reddish, your mobile crack dealer slash RC salesman. Red Wing RC. <laughs> Let's not forget those podcasts. Let's talk about the RC rounds able and how awesome they are. Hilly heads, even though they're weird, they are helicopters and they RC. They fly. Freefall RC, Houdini RC, Aviation RC, Noob. And don't forget about some full-scale nonsense, F-14 Comcast. And last but not least, every now and again, we get a show from them. Let's talk about the RC scrap pile and the proper shit show that it is. And I'm going to cut that out and use it at the end of every show. Absolutely, you should. That is done right there. Yeah. You're hired. Britain's on nice. Yep. Casey, you're fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't Does he at least me? get... I... <laughs> he can't even get that out. <laughs> oh, God. I'm always interrupted. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's something about how I talk or something. I don't know. I just can't ever finish a sentence. Listen, Black Toe, come back to drinking your Corona. 
It's He's Ducati. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. Yeah. All right. Oh, let's do dude. events. Say, All right. What have we got? Come on. All man. right. Let's see. We've already done that one. Already done that one. So we're right here on August. If you know, All right. You know. <laughs> oh, you got. Oh, you got to have a list for this. I could just do it off the top of my head. Really? All yeah. right. Hit it. I would, but I'm fired. <laughs> All right. September 10th, Wichita Falls. September 17th, East Texas Extreme Flight 3D Fun Fly. If you want to see something crazy, definitely hit that up. Sherman IMAX, September 24th. Texarkana, September 30th through October 1st. That's my anniversary, believe it or not. October 1st. Me and my wife will be together 11 years. October no way, 6th. October 1st? That's your, that's oh, your anniversary? Shit. Yeah, buddy. Quit fucking up my show. Here we Let's go. see here. Hold October on, I 6th through ninth. it is Superfly in Lindsay, Oklahoma. Be there or be squared, you cunt fucks. If you aren't there, you're fucked up. October 10th through 16th, it's the Tuskson Shootout. October 19th through the 23rd, it's Ice House. That's all I got. So I got, got nothing. One. You forgot uh, one. Yep, there. I was gonna say you forgot one. Yep, no, September tenth. Yeah, you did. September tenth at ten a.m. is the collective RC thirteenth annual Heli Fun Fly. Yep, that's right, Casey. It's twenty five dollar landing fee. Come there, come one, come all. Matt, put that on the list, you bastard. No, I'm working on it. I didn't yep. know. <laughs> what is it? A Heli I Fun told, Yep, yep. I told you I could do it off top. Yep, told you I could do it off top of my head. Um, and then, yeah, there's a uh, something pretty exciting coming for Ice House. That's all I'm saying. Uh oh, well, teaser, huh? Yep. Is that all you're gonna give us? That's all I can. I you know, know what it is. You know, it I always um. Do you? <laughs> I don't think you do. It always huh. fucked with me because, like, when the RC scrap pile first popped off. There was a lot of, if you know, you know. And I'm like, I don't hang around with you fucks often enough to know. So I guess I'm just <laughs> going to be at home. Well, I'm just saying, at Ice House, there's going to be something really cool that is going to be there. and It's pretty neat. Yep. Ain't it you'll neat? probably you'll see it on Facebook, I'm sure, but it'll be a lot better if, if you are there. So Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. So no, I I've had to keep it to myself. So mm-hmm. except you told <laughs> Casey, I'm a little I'm a little hard at the moment. That's all right. He you told Black though, but you won't tell the rest of it. He's he full of tell, shit. He didn't, tell, yeah, he didn't tell me. I found out other ways. Uh huh. I probably I probably knew before Clay. It's cool that I can finally talk about it somewhere. Uh huh. Sure, so, sure. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, all right. I think that's secret. all the events. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's it, man. Let's wrap this sucker up. Thanks yeah, for sure. the invite. I appreciate yeah, it. Uh, thanks, thanks for being absolutely. here, buddy. Thanks for coming on, Brenton. It was cool, man. Oh, yeah. It's always cool with the nuts and bolts. <laughs> and uh, uh, if you know, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that part will get edited out. Nah, I don't edit <laughs> no, this <I> podcast. <laughs> did you listen to the last one? This ain't, getting did. Edited. <laughs> this ain't getting edited. <laughs> Yeah, it got rewinded 17 times. I'm sorry, but I, 
I threw your statistic off because I'm like, did he really just fucking say that? Here, let me hit the back 15 seconds button six times and have another <laughs> listen to that. That's yeah, awesome. they are talking about a horse cock and balls. That's great. The guy yeah. died. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, not, not they hold are. On. Hold Casey on. Not is. they. Casey. Yes. There we go. I got to be. Well, go um, clarify. Matt, let me clarify with you. You're guilty no. by association no. if you're here. So, oh, damn it. <laughs> so Sorry, our new buddy. thing. So our new saying is, you know, I have twenty dollars is twenty dollars, right? <laughs> so this is content is content. Yeah, well, no, you're not wrong there. Yeah, twenty dollars is twenty dollars, and twenty inches will get you dead. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, folks. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> the noodles are kind of chewy. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh man shit. you know you know <laughs> he cut it off oh no just the <laughs> he's share. done all right man we appreciate everybody listening y'all have a good weekend hey thank you so much guys i love this shit <laughs>